Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Royal Sports World Grand Prix on Sky Sports. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to day number four of the Fallout Bar this year for the Bull Sports World Grand Prix. Uh, we're going to be here talking you through all of last night's action as always and looking ahead to tomorrow. Uh, Cam's with me. Lee is potentially on his way yet again. He's having internet troubles. I do miss the days when it was me, honest. Not much. <laughs> and of course, we're going to start with the one and only Sarah who. Had a lovely birthday last night. We're not going to get too much into your celebrations. We'll let you keep them to yourself. We've heard enough. Um, <laughs> how did you see the action tonight, Sarah? Oh, it was amazing, wasn't it? I thought, like, Ian White class, like, just, like, he was really interested to enjoy himself on the stage as well. And look, I thought Johnny Clayton was pretty cool as well. He was fair to win it, like, but he had to kind of dig deep. And some of the fellas in the costume were saying that's probably the best form he's ever played. So, look, if that's, if that's anything to go by, I think my anti-post tip is uh, looks good at this stage. But, but um, yeah, and Danny Nopard as well. To win in the fashion that he did, 3-0, it looked kind of effortless, didn't it? And, um, look, exciting times ahead for him. He has a baby boy due in February. And, yeah, it's just fantastic um, action tonight. And, look, we have more to come tomorrow. So, roll on tomorrow. Yeah, of course we do. Quarterfinal night tomorrow, so everybody left in the competition is all back in at once. No more separating the nights out. We can just talk about all eight players as a collective field. Um, you mentioned Johnny Clayton, the dream, the dream all Welsh final for some. 
say dream it's an absolute nightmare for me uh is still on uh, what can you tell us about that one yeah so the girl and price johnny clayton final it's now two to one from what did i give you last night i think it was nine to two so it's just two to one now and then some of the eight white prices just i'll go through the players that play tonight so ian white 12 to one from 22 to one christoph rajaski is eight to one from 14s danny noppert is 12s from 22 and johnny clayton is now 130 from seven to one and then obviously with the rest of the betting in their Gerwin price is still the favorite no surprise there five to four we have dave chisnell at nine to one we have ryan searle at ten to one and we have stephen bunting at 14 to one and also there was another two full houses tonight lads so we're now up to five thousand pounds for parkinson's uk which is absolutely brilliant these full houses are bloody flying in i think there was only eight in the competition uh, last year so look we're up to 10 already and there's actually we have two matches uh, priced up for tomorrow i'm still, still waiting on the other two to come in but gerwin price is the one to three favorite to beat J um dave chisnell and then we have stephen bunting and ryan ryan searle uh, which Ryan is the four to six favorite over Stephen Bunting, who is sixty six to five. But look, there's a bit of value in there still in the outright lads. Like I know a lot of people, it's easy to tip up a favorite and grow in price. But I'm telling you, I really, really like the way Johnny Clayton is playing. So um, I wouldn't put anyone off backing him at 130. I like the sound of Ratajski. I think he was around 60s pre-tournament. What did you do? You always yeah. like the sound of Ratajski. Was that eights or nines? Did you say for Ratajski? Was it nines? He's eight to one. Um, I'm just looking yeah. at here now. One sec. He was big as forty to one with with us anyway. He might have been bigger elsewhere, but he was forty to one with us. That was his biggest price. Sheesh. And you mentioned Sorry. the four houses as well, and Stephen Bunting on the way because I wasn't going to bring this up, but now you have. Apparently, when I asked for a trophy on Twitter, Ellie, it was as a weapon, not as a thing to go <laughs> on my back wall. Sarah, what what do you do in Ireland? Honest to God, when like I presented Stephen Bunting with his full house last night, he was like, "Oh, this is great." He was like, "I don't even have a mantelpiece." He says, "But I'm gonna have to build one to put all these trophies." And he says, "But they'll come in handy." He says, "In the house to use as a weapon." Like what? <laughs> have a break in or something? Like you just fire it across the room or something? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be lethal. He's dangerous enough of his darts without throwing a heavy little glass trophy across yeah. the room. Sarah, thank you very much once again for joining us. We'll let you get off. We know your lift is just out of shot, waiting to take you back to the hotel. <laughs> And we'll speak to you once again tomorrow night. Enjoy. No problem, lads. Enjoy your evening. Thanks. And then there were two. Make that three. Oh, my God, he's here. Hi. Hello. Gentleman, Charlie Eaton has just put his mug he's onto the back. screen. No more of his co passive-aggressive comments flashing up on the screen. Because he can do that all himself and just tell us how he really feels. He's back. Hi. Hi there, everyone. Uh, apologies for the uh, for the the offensive logo on there, but you know we all know the proper name for the Washington football team. Um, <laughs> hi, uh, podcast listeners, you need to go and have a look at this. Good evening, everyone. Um, I have to get some practice because uh, we do have some huge news to tell you about a little bit later on. Uh, what's happening tomorrow, God? Because someone decided. Oh, huge, you all oh, right, fine, whatever then. I'm hosting tomorrow now because Gob's decided, oh, I want to go to Leicester and actually watch the darts. So I'm now, so you've got me, everybody. I bet you've you missed me. All week and you're crying about it. Don't be mad, be better. Ooh, someone's sociable. <laughs> it could be worse. I could be attempting to do the show from Leicester, like Lee is, and can't get on his Wi-Fi in his hotel. So, you know, at least I've just gone, nah, let's not even do it, and, and laid the plan out straight. It's usually care. your problem from home, to be honest. 
Jamie, scraping the bottom of the barrel now, getting gob on. I've been on all week, you cheek. Also, oh, he's changed it to jar. There we go. Look at this. There we go. Jar, yes. Uh, oh, yeah, because Tugboat Tugboat is the actual name on everything, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's, he's the opinion that we go to in the chat room. Jarleth, you made my day. Uh, there we go. I, 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 look, I, I'm just, I'm just giving you what the fans want, Gob, and the fans clearly want me because um, you are, well, not good. Clearly, You've not made, everyone's good. missed me on this show. <laughs> <laughs> a lot worse, but you realise you can't swear on this show, so we're going to move on. Speaking of what the fans want, Cam, what the fans might get is an all Welsh final because Johnny Clayton tonight, after going one set behind to Jose de Souza, was phenomenal. He was. The finishing from him, was it four Tom Pluses in the end? It was, was it four? Was it five? It was four, I think, wasn't it? But the three in a row to take the last two legs of the second set and then the first of the third, it was, it was incredible. And then to finish it off with another one, it was very, very good. And Webby's going to be very, very happy it's starting to look like, isn't it, come finals now? <laughs> Yeah, let, 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 I, I got a lot of time for Mark Webster, but there's only so much Welsh love affair that I can I can take, and it, that is the final. I, I like Mark, but I hope he's not on it. <laughs> let, let's have two people that just can't stand a Welsh, maybe just to spice things up a little bit. Um, Jard can mention the finishing of, of Johnny Clayton tonight. At one point, he went one ten, one hundred. Uh, was it one twelve? One twelve, yeah, and one sixteen as well. Boot in there as well. Bit bloody good, isn't it? It was, but ugh, I'm going to sound like a real miserable bastard at this point. Language. <laughs> Here we go. He's been back for two minutes. Uh, it's half eleven in the UK. I don't care. And sorry to anybody who's listening to this podcast. We'll put the explicit image, uh, language thing on it. Look, in all seriousness, yeah, it was good finishing from John Johnny, but Jose's finishing was dire. Was absolutely Kieran dire. There's no let's not but let's not. Um, push about, you know, around it and, and, and mess it up or, or press it up or anything like that or sugarcoat it. He was dire. 6-24 on the checkouts after winning that first set. He missed so many darts to the double. And yes, Curtis is absolutely correct. The right. 10 dart was absolutely right. brilliant. That's not absolutely correct. And also the biggest thing is here. Thanks, Missy. Cheers. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> did, you, did you select that cop? I think I tried to deselect Curtis' comment and it just... Put another <laughs> of yours up on the screen. Yeah, brilliant. What a night. Yeah, Jose missed a second set. Damn you, right. And this is the biggest issue is that his finishing just wasn't good. And look, it happens. I'm not saying that you know it, it, that would that wasn't the main reason why. There was also some quality in there from Johnny. Don't get me wrong, but it's easy to find those quality shots and hurt your opponent when your opponent is scoring really well, Gob, but he just ain't finishing. Yeah, not ideal from Jose de Salsa. Six from 24. I mean, he's average 92 and he's six from 24 on the doubles in a double start competition as well. Yeah. I was his scoring was very, very good when he got in. But that was issue. It just felt like he was struggling a little bit on both ends, to be fair, with the outer ring. Maybe he needs to wear... Maybe he just needs to wear the glasses for the finishing and not for the scoring part. A bit like Peter Wright debating a, a dart to... Walk on uh, to score with and a dart to finish. Yeah, just with glasses on for that, glasses back off. Yeah, interesting. Johnny Clayton does advance. Interestingly, once again, we, we've done this. We did it last night and we're, we've just done it tonight. The one interview that we don't have ready for you yet was the final game because of time. And we started, and with, it again. started with So 
it may have been ready by the end of the show, but we're not going to jump back to it. So on to the next game to talk about this evening. And I think we're going to talk about the second game of the evening. This is possibly a completely different order to one that myself and Jar discussed. Um, but I want to talk about Christoph Ratajski. You're on screen now, um, so I get to talk about my boy. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm more than happy to oh, yeah. talk Look, about The comeback was very, very good, and I've never seen a crowd react to him like that before. But I want to talk about Christoph Ratajski. So we're talking about Christoph Ratajski. This is why that, I need to start hosting. This is why I need to start hosting shows again, everybody. Dreadful, <laughs> dreadful decision there from Gob. Running a mock. This is what yeah. I do. Um, <laughs> potentially, what could have been the game of the night? Um, Rob Cross against Christoph Ratajski. Rob Cross looked very, very good in round one. Almost the Rob Cross of old um, since the Premier League. Been averaging in the mid nineties, but not really finding that extra gear when he needs it. And that seemed to be the story of the night once again. Cam Ratajski running out of three run. 3-1 winner. Um, the set that Rob Cross did pinch, Ratajski was all at sea on the doubles just to get into the leg. Um, and after that, Ratajski responded, found his range again and, and blew it away, to be honest. Yeah, it was it was pretty comfortable. I just thought Rob Cross didn't look quite right tonight. It, the, the action didn't look quite right. I don't know whether it was... It just looked snatchy. He was dragging a lot of darts low. And then he was overcorrecting and he was then he'd be an inch higher the treble. It was there was no consistency. There was it wasn't what we saw from him in round one. And he never looked like troubling Ratajski, did he? He was other than that second set, which he won three nil, I think, did he? Again on Ratajski's throw, but that was kind of he didn't do a lot in that set, to be honest. It was a long way below his level and I wanted to sit here tonight and bash your boy up a little bit, and now it's the other way around. No, that that calls for something, Jar. I just I just wasn't ready to press it. So if you could pay attention on the back end when he's he's being a little bit sad, that would be much appreciated. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, uh, one job, one job. I'm, um, I'm actually I'm actually trying to produce and also be a pundit. So you know what? If you want to take that job on, you can do. <laughs> Such a girl. This show has gone to hell. Thanks a lot, me, boys. I like it. Third week. Love being <laughs> in third wheel with these two. It's um, like being at home with mum and dad arguing. He's been a well polished show all week, and we let him on once, and it's just, <laughs> it's just gone to um, absolutely gone to pot. Jar Christopher Ratajski, I'm going to let you talk about him because of how much you love him, because he is a different animal on TV now. But as you keep pointing out, he hasn't won anything yet. But you have to admit. He does look a lot more composed, a lot calmer on TV right now. Four consecutive TV quarterfinals. Only one player in the world that's done more than that recently. Yeah. Um, look, let's be frank about it. I, I, I'm more than happy to admit when I'm wrong, but I'm not wrong at this moment in time. Um, what, in all fairness, Gob, what did I message you privately earlier on this evening? You know, I, I messaged you saying his highest checkout of the night was 60. 60? Yeah. The scoring power is unreal from him at this point. Look, he, he, he was absolutely brilliant. There's no doubt about that. First time he's beaten Cross on the big stage, um, which is always a big thing for him to get over the hump in that, especially when they, they always seem to meet in the last 16 on the stage as well, which is which is a weird stat. Um, look, I, I thought Ratajski played really, really well. I'm not debating that. My, my point is, is that he might be a different animal on TV, but as I keep telling you, he's won the square root of Jack. He hasn't won anything since pre-lockdown. 
it's wherever it may is pretty amazing, mate. So maybe you want to rephrase that. It's not, unfortunately. <laughs> I, I know you too well. Um, on, on a fair, on a serious note, though, like I say, he's won nothing. He hasn't even won a pro tour tournament. So you can't no, say that he hasn't won a pro tour tournament this year. But in contrast, his he's team pro tour game has got a lot because last year, down. last year, last year, Ratajski was picking up floor events, and that form wasn't translating to the TV. Now. The steeliness when Ratajski first started becoming the hipster pick, it wasn't translating to TV. It was like, oh, he's going to pick up a pro tour because people who know darts and, and pay attention to that can back that. But you put him on TV going, he's going to do something special. And it never quite materialised. Now, he looks like he could do something special every time he's on the TV. What happens when he gets to break down? He's, I would argue he's one of the, the most difficult players in the world right now to break what on happened? TV. What happens if he if he loses to Morris Johnny? Yeah, I, I mean he's won two great games for nothing. You don't yeah. win, you don't fair bit of prize money. Yeah, but you don't win, you don't you don't win plaudits for going to a quarter final. It doesn't you matter. Do you don't get that. And you do if your name's Ian White because that crowd adored him once again. Well, let's well, <laughs> let's let's hold let's hold fire on that. But yeah. you don't win you don't win pri you don't win prizes. Points don't make prizes. Quarterfinals don't make prizes. Trophies are prizes. We do see him keep climbing the rankings towards the top 16, top eight, which is where he firmly belongs, in my opinion. Yeah, but at the moment he doesn't because he isn't doing bits on TV. He is four consecutive quarterfinals. It's only a quarterfinal. It's two wins to get there. It's not. That's not good enough. One of them was the world. Right. Congratulations. We're talking, we're talking about this two. week. Congratulations. Wow. It's three wins for him. Three wins then. Right. Second, third, and fourth well. round. Can we please hear from Christoph Ratajski in his post-match interview, please, Mr. Producer? Uh, no, I don't feel uh, in this moment. This, this match uh, showed me I must, I must be more, more concentrated uh, because in this match I was, I was nervous. I, I, I don't play uh, that what I want to play. Correct. And he's calling himself nervous. Bless him. But Christoph Ratajski is through to the quarterfinals tomorrow evening where I will get to see him play, as we've already pointed out. Um, on to the, the time, third game to talk about this evening, which was the first game of the evening, which is the one that Jar so desperately wanted to talk about. I don't think we've ever been in this position before, but he was the most popular player up on stage tonight. And now Jar even loves the man. Well, let's, say, let's not get ahead of ourselves there. Let's, let's... A spectacular comeback against Darius Labanowskis. He gets over the line 3-2 in set. Um, it didn't look like it was starting very well for me and why. It looked like it was a performance. That first set in particular was worse than a performance against Gary Anderson. And I have to be honest, that was a painful watch. But it did get better and... and Rod Studd will hate me saying this, but he stole all the momentum, Cam, and he ran away with it. <laughs> oh. The momentum meter was definitely in Ian White's corner. No doubt about that. Rod Studd's momentum meter was there. There's no doubt about that. The biggest, the biggest issue I thought was Darius... I thought the biggest moment in that game was if they if had a break... At the start of the fourth, at the start of the final set, I reckon Darius Evanowski goes and wins that game. I think the, the second set break was was huge. Obviously, I understand you can't just change you know things around and all that sort of stuff. I get that, but the fact that he managed to break Ian White's throw in the fifth, and then White hit a one three six, 
to go and win and steal the break back. That, to me, was the moment of going, this is going to be Ian White today. And look, we have criticised many a time on this channel and many a times on other podcasts that we've done, Gob, about Ian White's inability to do it on the television. That took some stones to come through a tense leg like that. Yeah, it didn't. To be fair, it took some stones to finish that leg against Gary Anderson in, in a different style because it was just not there for him in that moment. It's interesting that you mentioned the TV breaks because I wanted to talk about that as well. I don't quite understand why they're scheduled when they are. After the first set, after the second set, and then we don't get one for another three sets. And I'm with you and that, that was my thinking throughout that game is that one and two and then no break for three. If you, if you start stealing the momentum as, as, as Ian White did, it's incredibly difficult to stop that camp. It is, and I think I, I kind of agree as well. I think three sets on the bounce is a lot. I, I get going to a longer break after the first two breaks. I don't really think we need one after one, to be honest. I think two, two, and going to the last set would be the better way around of doing it. And yeah, it could make a difference. And But then you look at that and go, right, well, you'd fancy White to fire off straight in that first leg, and Levenhouse just still came back. I think the one three six was the killer, and that was where... Like you said, that was where it sort of took the edge. But then the cracking sort of the double eight to finish it off after sort of setting it up in that last leg, the one two nine to set it up and the double eight was it was bang in the middle. It was nerveless almost, which says a lot for a deciding leg of a deciding set. The biggest thing I'll just say really, really quickly before we go to Ian White's interview. The reason why we do those inter- we do those breaks when we do is because of Sky. Yeah. Sky won three advert breaks um, in a match, and the only way they can guarantee that in a first round match, or a first round or second round match of the world, is the same as well. The only way they can guarantee that is if you take a break after the first and second set, and then at the end of the match. That's yeah. what they do because they want three advert breaks. It's the same way you see it in every you see it in every single time. And the reason why, as well, particularly they do it, is because the first set you can guarantee it, and then you see it again in the World Championships. The second. First set, second set, and fourth set when the when the when the uh, format goes up and all that sort of stuff. That's the only reason why they do it is because purely because of Sky. They want the yeah. adverts to see the same adverts over and over again in between every break. Reel them off. Now. Yeah, well, <laughs> the adverts on the system that I was watching anyway. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> uh, let's hear from Ian White before we have a quick this final discussion on these two, and then we will move on. No, I didn't even know until they looked at the drone and went, well, they're all in my office. <laughs> um, but no, you, it doesn't matter who you play. You look tonight, Dar- Darius could, you know, he was 2 up on me. You know, you, you've got Chris Goff that's on now and you've got a few other players coming up. They're all tough players. Don't matter who they are. It's a massive win because it's my first one back since the, you know, the dreaded up. But, um, yeah, I just need to um, play well in this. I was defending quarterfinals anyway, so... You know, at least I'm there now and I, I can push on now and hopefully get back up them rankings where they belong. Yeah, missed out on the Euro Tour this year, which is normally such a big weapon for Ian White's ranking position. Um, a quick word on Labanaus before we moved on because we didn't mention him in the build-up before. Uh, looked good in the first round, looked good in the first two sets in this round and then it just seemed to disappear from him, didn't it? Yeah, it did, didn't it? It was... I mean, two sets in, you thought he was absolutely carrying on his form from the round before. But that winning line gets a little bit difficult, as we saw last night as well with Ross Smith at the same sort of 
stage mm. when you've not been there, you've not got the experience of doing it again and again, and it's you haven't got that muscle memory, you've not got that. I've been here before, I know what's coming, and I know what I'm doing, and it it'll come back stronger for it. I think I think it's it's one of the things that you've got to go through to then get over the line next time round. I don't have the starting stats in front of me, but I think there will be a massive difference between sets one and two and the rest of the match with Darius because his finishing remained okay. He was 52% overall, 10 from 19. He's only a point less than Ian White in the averages. So I think where that game was then lost was just getting in. Ian White started going on a bit of a rampage. Darius is chasing his tail, trying to cling on, and and that's that one. Um, on to the final game say, that we're going to talk about tonight. Really well, quickly, that comment there from Simon. Uh, not what I think he would just about get away with it. There's some other players that Barry would definitely would change the rules. But remember, Barry's retired now. Hmm. <laughs> On to the game we're talking about last, um, which was in the prime time slot this evening, rather interestingly, to support hmm. our Dutch friends from over the channel. Um, Danny Knockbert, 3 0 against Vincent van der Voortjaar. Um, you're the one that pointed this out. He is the only man into the quarterfinals that is yet to drop a set. Uh, again, how many people have said that at the start of the, at the, start of the tournament? And he drew Marco Van Gogh in round number one, yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Let, let, let's be frank about that now. Um, look, I thought the moment that this game was... When Vincent, when Vincent didn't take the first set, that was the moment when the game was Romeo done. I didn't, I didn't think... At that point, that Danny that he could get back into the game. When he was two 0 up, he missed a dart for a one thirty for the third set, and he just thought sorry for the first set in the fourth leg. I didn't think at that point that as soon as Noppy nicked that first set, you just saw Vincent's demeanour. Just he started slumping his shoulders. He was a bit all over the stage a little bit. And when you when when Vincent's in that mood, there you go. You've got him. You've got him in the mud. Quite frankly, and like there were some great checkouts. Don't get me wrong, from from Noppy, I thought there were some absolutely outstanding checkouts from Noppy again um, in in the checkout department. Let's have a quick look. I mean, the one thirty that he hit uh, in the first leg of the second set, uh, you know, three uh, ton pluses. I thought he was absolutely brilliant, and he managed to get the job done on double eleven. Fair play to him. Um, and yeah, he looks good. Noppy looks a bit good at the moment. Yeah, Cam, there was a... I keep bringing this up, but there was a time not so long ago when myself, Jar, and, and Mr. Phil Bars himself were sat discussing the majors going, right, which of the seeds or non-seeded players does everybody want to draw? And Danny Noppet's name was brought up an awful lot in that conversation. Um, he survived an awful lot. And now he's kicking on. He looks far more composed up on stage. We are close, I would say, to seeing what Danny Knopper was all about in the BDO when he made the BDO World Final. Yeah, I think we are. I think he was really, really just composed, comfortable, looked really good tonight. It it was just, he just had him at arm's length for the entire time. Like you say, that first set was huge. Like, if that bullseye goes in for the 130 that was right on the wire from Vincent, he maybe goes on and makes a much better fist of it. But then from that point onwards, he never even looked in the game. Um, the 100 on the two tops was never, ever missing from Nopper either. Like that checkout, as soon as he, as soon as he 
hit the single 20. You just thought, this is going as soon as he looked upstairs. And yeah, just comfortable, composed, not overly interesting, but just just enough to just... <laughs> you've, been, just... you've been trying not to dig him out for the last five minutes. It was going so well. <laughs> I know, I know, but he's not the most interesting man in the world, is he? He doesn't... There's not a lot on the stage when he's playing that you're thinking, oh, this is exciting to watch because he is a bit deliberate. He's not slow. He's not one of the slowest players we'll ever watch. But he's also not fast and it's not, it doesn't make for a rat tat tat good watch. He's methodical. I, I don't mind him. A lot of well, people are mentioning look, he's not, Hang on. He's not just in height right. level. He's not no, no, that's what I'm saying. He's not slow, but he is methodical. I swear, a lot of people are mentioning how the hair gives him superpowers. It very much resembles our colleague in the top right hand corner of the screen right now. Because he is crap at darts. I am absolutely bobbins. Let's <laughs> let, there's no there's no there's no doubt about that. I can't even come back from that. I'm absolutely bobbins. But you know what it's like of those who use those who can't play darts, talk about it. So there we go. That's what am I doing here then? Um let's hear from uh Danny Nopper himself, the man formerly nicknamed Noppy, now the freeze. That's got to stop, by the way. By the way, Danny, change it back. Uh, this is Danny Noffer in his post-match. No, no, uh, yeah. not yet. But yeah. afterwards, uh, we will speak. So, so you do plan to speak yeah. to him and sort of things out? Yeah. Uh, th this is a new uh, step, and yeah, we, we leave that one, and we'll see what's going on. And... Thank you. The irony of that, by the way, can I just say, the irony of him saying there's a new step after what happened <laughs> in the chat room right now. Yeah, he was obviously talking about the incident with MVG. People have been asking me what I think about it because I wasn't obviously, well, I was in the background on Monday. Look, um, so I've spoken to a certain uh, member of the media who knows Marco Van Gogh quite well. We can all guess who it is. Um, he's spoken with the, with the man himself. He didn't do it deliberately. He would have told he would have told this person in the media definitely if he had tried to do it deliberately. He didn't do it deliberately. And the one thing, look, MVG does he engage in mind games? Absolutely. Does he roar and scream at the same level that Price does to an extent? Yes. But to call him a cheat is a very, very, very serious accusation. I wouldn't call him a cheat on that one personally. No, I, I agree, and look, we make this point of the day, but. The stomp is is a bit 50-50. If it, if it was a stomp, if it was a stage, etc. But we did make this point every day. Get out of the ex exclusion zone and you can't be calling anything. There's a lot of players that start creeping into the back end of it. Just keep yourselves out of it. You can't get in trouble. It's there for a reason. Um, and it would be interesting to see if they start clamping down on that a little bit. Because what people don't know is there is actually a second official at yeah. the side of the stage for every match. Just You've got one official... Uh, calling the match, you've got the two markers, and there is a second official for each match that's keeping an eye on everything. Um, it'd be interesting to see if they start getting involved just a little bit more. But VAR in darts, just what we need. And as Brandon says, as Gary Anderson famously says, I just want to play darts. Um, before we do um, move on to look ahead to tomorrow, as if by magic, uh, we've got a quick snippet of Johnny Clayton, who's just appeared in our system. Definitely should have done this in the opposite order, but it was too good not to talk about first. Um, so here is Johnny Clayton in his post-match press conference, and then we will look ahead to tomorrow night's quarterfinals. I just said thank you very much. <laughs> but um, no, hey, listen, it's the quality of the field. So nobody's afraid of anybody anymore. So um, at the end of the day, we all go out, we do our job well, 
with how to beat. Yeah, maybe, but you can't miss that camera. It's massive. So, um, you know, it's no, obviously, I enjoy myself up there. So, let's see what I can do. Sounds confident, doesn't he, Johnny? We, as we keep saying, we might be on our way to that all Welsh final. If we are, though, they're going to have to survive the quarterfinals tomorrow night and the semifinals the night afterwards. Let's look ahead at the quarterfinals. Look at that transition. It's like we're professionals or something. Um, game, well, not after the way we started this show. Game number one tomorrow night, Danny Knopp against Ian White. Both of these players will be fancying their chances. Um, but, Josh, surely you're going to go with Danny Knopp on this one. No, actually I'm not. Nah, I'm joking. Of course I'll go with Danny Knopper on this. My goodness. Yeah, um, look, great run for Ian White to make the quarterfinals once again. But this is the moment where his uh, his dream of reaching a non-players championship semi-final uh, <laughs> comes to an end. Uh, Danny Knopper wins comfortably. I've not seen Danny Knopper play this well in a long, long time. In fact, I haven't seen him play this well in a ranked major ever, if I'm going to be brutally honest, the PDC. Um do I think he continues his undefeated streak in the sets? Now, I'm going that bold. You're going that bold in a race to four this time. No, it's a race to three still, guys. Race to three still. I don't want to talk about honest. Look at the uh, look at the look at the format, please. Look. Um, yeah, no, do you know what? Sod it. And then up it wins three 0 Sod it. Interesting, interesting. Cam for yourself. Sorry, nodded off for a minute. Uh, the excitement of this game, it's <laughs> of no interest whatsoever. Um, <laughs> uh, no, yeah. no, let's be let's be serious now. Uh, I can't see past Danny Nopper either. I think you might, might just about get a set on the board, but that depends. If he starts like he did today, he won't get anywhere near to getting a set because Danny Knopper will not let him off the way that Darius Slavonowskis did. And he will get wrapped up 3 now. I think 3-1. I think White wins the first one and then Knopper rounds it off from that. You say not let him off. Danny Knopper hasn't really been under any great deal of pressure. Michael Van Gogh through two spectacular legs at him in set number two, but then didn't back it up with anything of, of real note for the other three legs in that set. If Ian White gets at Danny Knopper, if he starts better than he has done in the last two matches, surely you boys can see him drop in a set at least, if not two. And maybe even the match. I gave him one set. But, yeah, that's... No, I just don't think... It, it's a massive if that he gets off better than he started previously. Interesting, interesting. Before I do give my prediction as well, as some of you are doing already, don't forget to pop your predictions in the chat and we'll flash them up on the screen. And if you could all drop us a like, it's only next to the chat box. It's not that difficult. You're all typing away anyway. Just click that button and help us out. We massively appreciate it. Thank you very much. Um, I've just spent five minutes trying to convince you boys to back Ian White and I'm going for Danny Knopp at 3-1. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I was That's just trying to get a bit of variety. It's the spice of life, isn't it? <laughs> on to game number two. And, boys, I genuinely think this is the game of the night. The next two games after this are very, very good, but this could genuinely be the final, and I'd be happy to see it. It's Christoph Ratajski against... Of course, of course you think that. Why? Would, why? 
Because it's got you buying it, that's the only reason that you think that. I want to see this best best of nine sets. To be fair, I I hate to agree with him, but I'm with Gob on this one. It's the game of the night by some distance. I hate to say it, it just is. I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. Well, what are you sure about, Cam? The result. Where are you going? I am going Johnny Clay, and I can't see past it. I, I think Rosaisky was he was good tonight. He's been good all tournament so far. But I think Johnny Clayton's just he's just on another level. Um, I just think he just finds as soon as he gets in, it, that's it. He just runs away with it, and you can't stop him. So. Unless Ratajski bashes him up early, which I just can't see him doing. I think that Johnny Clayton wins 3-1. He started well in the last two sets, in the last two matches as Ratajski. Yes. In the second yes. set, that's been his issue. If he puts Johnny under it early, don't get me wrong, Johnny responded fantastically today, but he isn't going to win four legs on the spin while taking out three-ton pluses in a row again, is he? Well, you said that. Anything can happen. Ja, your turn. I can't believe the. I can't believe people are forgetting what happened at the 2020 UK Open Gob when it came to this game. Christoph Ratajski played Johnny Clayton, who had just won the Masters, had just won a Players' Championship tournament, was on fire, and bashed him. Bashed him. Nothing on TV. 10-3. It was a bashing. So to say that he can't go and do it on television against Johnny Clayton might be a little bit being a bit too presumptuous. I'm going to get absolute pelters for this from him. That being said, you're going to back Johnny Clayton. I'm going to get pelters for this. I think that Christopher Tarski beats Johnny Clayton. I think he beats him 3-1. Not pelters. It's a, it's a solid enough prediction because I'm going for exactly the same. I think if so I think that, that's exactly why it's not a solid enough prediction. <laughs> I thought you were going to bash me for... for you went on from four last night on your predictions. Yeah, well, it didn't cost me 300 quid, did it, Cam? Well, it didn't cost me that either. It cost me 20, but... I like it. He's not... <laughs> ha! Who can play that game, Monsoor, with your red wine connoisseur? Tug, are you seeing this, by the way? Calls me the tungsten top. Two nights ago, he rocks up, he's had a couple, he's swaying around with his phone camera because he can't get his laptop. But tonight, he's got the red wine in the hand. I've got a lot of time for the red wine, always. Yeah. Always Classy got a lot of time for the red wine. Classy I had a can of dark fruits two nights ago. I refused to put it on screen. Well, yeah, there's a reason for that, because dark fruits toss. Where are you yeah, going with the game? You should not be putting that on any screen or anywhere near your, your mouth. Yeah. Where were we? Ritarski wins 3-1. Again, the issue is that if he struggles to find the outer ring, because if he misses doubles, he misses them in large batches, which allow Johnny Clayton back into the match. As we saw today when Ritarski lost the second set, that he just needs to recover and carry on with that. Uh, game number three, boys. I'll tell you what, I'm intrigued by this one as well. And Dave Chisnell was talking a good game in his, in his post-match interview the other night, saying he is out for revenge. Joe, you put your hands over your eyes, but if there is any event that Dave Chisnell's got it in him to beat Gerwin Price, it is the double start event because somehow the Enigma just keeps doing it. 2019, had a chance to do it, didn't. 2020, had four match darts in the semi-final to do it, but no, he didn't. And Gavin Price won that Grand Prix. Just thought I'd remind you there, Gob. Um, 2021 Grand Prix, 
it's going to be the same thing. Dave Chisner will play well. Gerwin Price will just about hang in there. Dave Chisner will mismatch darts. It is how it works. Gezi Price wins this match by three sets to two in a last leg decider. I was convinced you were going to say 3-1 then after saying he misses match Come for yourself. Oh, apologies. Oh, apologies. Yes, Scott, he did beat. He did make the final. Yes, he's defending a finals money. My apologies on that. Yes, it's 1-1, one, 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 fair enough. But like I say, in the game's quarterfinal, semi-final, won't make a blind bit of difference. Thank you, Scott, though. Yeah, thank you, Scott. I appreciate that. Yeah. Hang on, sorry. That uh, my prediction there was. Uh, oh, what's the word? I like it. He's not. <laughs> so uh, yeah, but beside the point. Uh, Gavin Price wins three two. Last leg decider. Cameron. I'm going the same scoreline, but I'm gonna say that it's not a last leg decider, and he takes the fourth set to make it two apiece from being two one down. And breaks Chesnall there and then and goes and wraps up the last set. Yes, he wins it 3 2. Dave Chesnall wins 3 1. It's the hope that kills you, folks. It is the hope that kills you. <laughs> I, I, can't, I, can't bring, I can't bring myself after, I still can't bring myself after last night to, to I'm beat Dave Chesnall. I'm going to watch it as well, of all things. I'm going to be sat there praying. Um, on to. You hear, um, if you hear someone back trying to just basically calling Chizzy's name out for the entire match, you think you could, you're going tomorrow. You know who it's going to be. It's literally going to be him the whole time. Yeah, Final game, sorry. Fan club. I might even wear yellow just for Chizzy. Chuck the old hoodie. And it's also an online darts logo as well. But apart from yeah. that, yeah, it's fine. Uh, Final game of the night. And this is quite intriguing as well. A very, very composed, good performing Ryan Searle takes on Stephen Bunting. Um, for me, this is an absolute toss of the coin. Cam, how do you see it? Uh, this is the one I see as the game of the night. I think this could be absolutely fantastic. It's once again the battle, the battle of Christopher Tarski. Carry on. I, I didn't even hear out what you said then, but I'm just going to move on. Um, yeah, it's a battle again of the darts that are the size of house bricks and the feathers that Stephen Bunting throws. Somehow they both managed to get them in the same place. It just doesn't doesn't make any sense whatsoever how they can be so different, but they work. But I I think Stephen Bunting wins it. I think it'll be the best game of the night, and I think it's a 3-2 last leg of this one. Jolly. Um, this is interesting, actually, because as obviously Tubbug points out, it's the lightest darts versus the heaviest darts in, in the game. Um... Look, someone also mentioned, was it Tommy, I think it was, he said, is Searle ready for the Prem? Absolutely not. Not yet. Needs to be another two or three years because he isn't winning this title because Stephen Bunting beats him. And we get a rematch of the World Championship semi-final in the World Grand Prix semi-final. Both set play events and we see Price take on Bunting. And I think Bunting wins this 1-3-1. And I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm being generous when I give Searle a set. Sorry. I like the look of Stephen Bunting right now. He's he's talking well in his interviews. He seems relaxed. He's, he's playing good darts. But Ryan Searle is starting off legs with so much ease. And that just gives him, just leaves any pressure that he's under at that moment because he's pretty much in every single time that he wants it. Um, and because of that, I can't believe I'm doing it, but Ryan Searle 
It's going to beat Stephen Bunting 3-2 in my opinion, my humble opinion and often wrong opinion. And this is why I hope I'm wrong because um, I do like Stephen Bunting. got a lot of time for the man, even if he wants to use the Boyle Sports full house individual trophies as a weapon in his house. I just, just, well, if you compare them to his darts, there's no way he's going to be able to throw them. They'll be far <laughs> too heavy. Just shatter his arm. Um, that is it for the Fallout Bar for this evening. Thank you very much to Jar and Cam, especially Jar for jumping in last minute. Thank you very much to everybody in the chat room for getting involved. Again, a quick little flick before we disappear. 61 of you voted in the poll that I snuck up on the chat room earlier. Uh, will we get an all Welsh final? 56% of you say no. That's not the way that the two on screen expected that one to go there. And I could tell by the reactions, plenty of, are expecting this to be a Johnny Clayton Gerwin well, prize I'll be honest with you. I'll be honest with you. I don't, I'm not, I'm obviously not because I'm backing Christopher Tyski's B, Clayton. So I'm not surprised by in the slightest. I voted yes. Just, just for. <laughs> just Commiserations. For, You've for lost honesty. this one as well. It's just not been a good week for you, Cam. Lucky. <laughs> we don't even need a gift anymore. I'm just going to do it for you. <laughs> um, so thank you very much to everybody who got involved in that one. We will know a little bit more tomorrow evening. Um, as Jar so politely pointed out at the start of the show, he will be hosting tomorrow night because I will be at the Morningside Arena in Leicester taking in some of the darts. So if anybody in the chat room is there, don't be afraid to come and say hello. Um, I'm probably nicer than most things in Leicester anyway, so I won't buy it, I promise. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll, see. we'll see after you've had a few dark breaks. <laughs> A massive thank you to our sponsors for the week, Boyle Sports, and to our usual sponsors, uh, Modus and Red Dragon. Um, don't forget to like today's show before you all disappear. Subscribe to the channel so you don't miss any more content. Um, and head over, well, stay on the channel uh, to pick up all of the interviews in full, if you so wish. Um, we'll be back tomorrow night at the end of play. Thank you very much for watching, and enjoy the rest of your evening. I like it. He's not Boyle Sports World Grand Prix on Sky Sports. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.